Hi, and welcome to Kane's Top 5 and 5, the five most important stories in cybersecurity for September 2023. Our first story is about those new SEC rules, because in August, literally everyone had a hot take about them, and even more outlets just regurgitated the same facts. Here's what's important. This December, new SEC rules roll in to heighten transparency in corporate cybersecurity disclosures. Companies need to get their asset inventories and vendor communications streamlined. Equally important is meticulous record keeping. You'll need those records to justify your disclosure decisions, especially in the event of an audit or legal scrutiny. The new rules mandate a swift four-day disclosure following any material cybersecurity incident. Now, material here is based on U.S. securities laws. It's not arbitrary, it's legally defined. Now, the Chamber of Commerce argues that quick disclosures could be inaccurate. I say it's better to be transparent and update as new information comes in rather than withholding vital information. A number of attorneys I've spoken with think we'll see over-reporting as no one wants to be made an example of by the SEC. And don't overlook the Department of Justice's role. They have the authority to delay the disclosures if there's a national security risk. Even the FBI is reminding companies to talk to the AG, not the FBI, if a company wants a delay. For our second story, let's talk about directors and officers insurance in light of the new SEC rules and the general climate of litigation. The rules are reshaping liabilities, but one in three U.S.-based CISOs still lacks DNO coverage. If you're a CISO without the safeguard, it's time to talk to your company about inclusion in their DNO policy. Those insurance implications don't stop with current CISOs. If you're planning on stepping into this role, the availability of DNO insurance could be a make-or-break factor. Companies looking to attract top CISO talent should consider offering this protection as part of the recruitment package. If you're a CISO with DNO coverage, you should consult legal professionals to interpret any ambiguous policy terms and identify any gaps in your coverage. Complete any revisions before the December deadline to align with the new SEC mandates. It's better to be proactive than reactive, especially when it comes to legal liabilities. And this brings up our third story, the larger challenge of CISO succession planning. A significant problem here is the reporting structure. A recent Wall Street Journal article omitted that many CISOs are two levels down from the CEO, and that's contributing to further issues with succession planning. As the CISO role evolves to become a strategic risk leader, direct reporting to the CEO should become the norm. Companies don't overlook the role reporting structures play in retaining and recruiting CISO talent. Realigning these structures can pave the way for more effective transitions in cybersecurity leadership. For our fourth story, let's talk about the responsibility of boards when it comes to AI. I hope that this isn't a surprise when I say the responsibility for the oversight of AI falls on the board of directors. This isn't just a matter of ethical or operational importance, it's a legal necessity. Think about the Caremark case, which clarified the board responsibility for oversight. Now, with AI becoming an integral part of businesses, a failure to exercise due diligence could result in information systems claims brought before the Chancery Court. Companies should regularly include AI risks on the board's agenda to maintain focus. It's not just about tapping into AI's potential, it's about managing its associated risks like algorithmic bias and privacy concerns. This is where the board can make a significant impact. Adding board members with AI and cybersecurity expertise can significantly elevate the level of decision and discussion. And contrary to several research reports, simply blocking to AI tools is not a solution. People find workarounds. Instead, companies should focus on educating their workforce about the appropriate use of AI and put controls in place to secure sensitive data. Our final story is about the recent SEC versus Covington and Berlin case where the SEC aimed to obtain client information from the law firm after a cyber attack. The law firm resisted citing attorney-client privilege and Fourth Amendment concerns. The case shows the SEC's interest in extending its investigative reach to law firms, which could result in a new set of procedures similar to those for the press. The Covington and 
Christian Berlin case may see as an example of for how the SEC could treat law firms in the future. Companies should be exercising caution when dealing with SEC subpoenas. For instance, Terraform pulled a Streisand when they chose to sue the SEC rather than comply with the subpoena, which led to the SEC to publicize its previously confidential investigation. This should serve as a cautionary tale. Resisting the SEC can lead to unwanted attention and potential reputational damage. For companies, the takeaway is clear. Alongside compliance with regulatory requirements, understanding third-party risks, particularly involving law firms, is crucial. This is especially important as law firms become a part of companies' supply chains, opening them up to potential risks. Thanks for watching today, and if you'd like to watch me repeatedly try to enjoy beer while talking about FedRAMP, search for Drafting Compliance on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app to listen along.